You are listening to episode 64 of the 11th Hour Podcast. I am Sam Melancon of Tobacco Records. I'm Brad Rose of Foxy Digitalis. Each week, one of us picks a rancid or rancid adjacent song and talks about all our complicated feelings. Uh, this week was my pick, and uh, I picked a, I don't know, a, a solid banger from uh, Life Won't Wait. Uh, we we're going to talk about Lady Liberty. Lady Liberty! Liberty comes on the uh, sort of the beginning of the second half, you know, early on the second half switch that I think of being kind of like this run of semi-political or socially aware songs on though really a lot of Life One Way is. I don't know why my brain always thinks of it as being this chunk of <laughs> very New York-centric yeah, and I, very... Um, I can kind of see that, uh, though. You know yeah. what I mean? There's like the cocktail, the wool, like, like, like uh the state house and like that like i don't know there's this kind of chunk of stuff that's kind right. of like i even 1998 even even though it's a very personal song is also about the change in new york and stuff like this is kind of social political chunk in the middle back half of life on white that i think of as a suite it's right in the middle of it uh life on white of course came out in june uh 30th of 1998 uh <laughs> The the thing I was just thinking about, it's so funny being a Rancid fan and being on these like Rancid boards and Facebooks. I kind of, you know, hover, you know, uh, or um, lurk on all these things and because of this pod now. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> it's so funny being a Rancid fan because... In the summer. Oh, I know the, where you're going the, with this. In the summer. Like, every week. Like, every other day is like an anniversary, <laughs> like for this one strip of time and then nothing. And then nothing you know, the rest right? of the like, 30th anniversary of this, 23rd yeah. anniversary of this album. And some of their birthdays are even around that time too. So it's just like, it's just like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's been hilarious. It's been like 20th anniversary, 30th anniversary, 20th anniversary. Like, uh, it's just like, yeah. Oh my God. Like we, got, a, we're we just... got another one coming up in a few weeks for Rancid 2000. Cause it came out yeah, on August exactly. 1st. <laughs> <So>. Like, <laughs> oh my god yeah from like it's like may through august is when all the records come out and they're very aware of it. <laughs> so yes uh we just crossed the what the 20 30 what it uh, what are we on uh 20 Why my math 27 28 20, 20, 25th 25th oh, must be 20 yeah because it came out 98 25th yeah okay yeah 25th anniversary of life won't wait uh which is horrific to think about but <sighs> you know yeah uh, love to be old <laughs> love getting old <laughs> um yeah so uh lady liberty i always in my head has you know this is the rockabilly song this is the the psychabilly it's not really a psychabilly song it's a rockabilly song um it it is it has to be up until that point the most rockabilly song Oh. Most bald face rockabilly song they had produced, right? Like there was there was some stuff with a bluegrassy 
Oh, by far, like in a rockabilly. This definitely had this. Right? Yeah, this definitely feel like. Oh, you guys have been hanging out with Tiger Army a lot. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, <laughs> they had just met Tiger Army, I think, right? Like, like two years before, and they were putting out the Tiger Army record. Yeah. Very shortly, like this is this is one hundred percent like like Tim going. Oh, I really like psychobilly and rockabilly. Right. Like, I want to like. I always had it like there's a couple songs on I especially Let's Go, I think, were like the other ones that I think of. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't nail down in my head exactly which ones had that influence, but like But not to but this they never, like, not, they, did, they never like got the ba- like upright bass, right. you know. <laughs> yeah. And had the like the way. Yeah, and this is just yeah, all the that stuff they they had taken the idea of like rockabilly or psychabilly and infused like a song structure right yeah. and and kind of a, a vibe and but and put it into like street punk but this is yes. just fuck it we're doing a rocky rockabilly song like matt get the bass but, yeah one <laughs> matt get your bass out and and brett again talking about the Dude. secret uh range of brett you know he's doing the plan on the edge of the you know uh, like he's, he, he's making that crack yep he's got edge it of the I mean, like he's doing all that interesting stuff. Like he, he seems unafraid, you know, for being a self-taught, you know, like punk rock drummer. Like you know, he's unafraid to go. Oh, okay, sure. Like I play like this. Like I play on the right. You know, the, on you know, I do this sort of extended tech, like bluegrass technique where you play on the 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 frame of the drum. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That's how I play. Sure. I'll do it. You know, Why I'm not? assuming it's him. It's there's no guest musicians on this, so. And and you got to have a different swung pattern, you know, to be able to do rockabilly, you know. So I don't know. Like the dude is <laughs> wildly talented. Secret weapon, man. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. I know where people are probably sick of us talking about it, but like, yeah, this is another very obvious performance by him. Yeah. Of like, um, and yeah, so like this, you, you know, which would become almost a trope in the ensuing years, you know. Um, well, oh, like the rockabilly uh, thing. Yeah, the rockabilly thing, the like the the bluegrassy rockabilly sound would would invade in this weird like let's add rockabilly to discharge uh, in two thousand. You know, like that was a very odd thing that would happen. <laughs> yeah, where they were like the the push and pull of Matt wanting to go. I, I think it's Matt, you know, wanting to go more bluegrass, and then you know Tim and Lars wanting to go more <laughs> hardcore. Right. I feel like I don't really know. That's a very I'm sure a simplistic version of the story, but like. You know that that seems to be what goes on, and then, like, and then it all co- goes off the fucking rails on like dominoes. Yeah, and then they really want to go like L.A. You know, River. Into this, God, yeah, you get L.A. Boom, River, shaka, and shaka. goes off and makes, you know, Devil's uh, Brigade, which is like a full Matt and Tim uh. record of rockabilly, which is all Matt singing. And so I will play that when I want to, you know, want me? mentally when I've trapped you and I wanted to mentally torture you. Thanks. To give up secrets, yeah. you know what I mean. That's that's, that's the there's the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to really, yeah, you know, cursed interaction. If you really you hate me and you really want to make yeah, my exactly. life hell, like, yeah, kidnap me and make me listen to that fucking shit. Somebody reminded me that that I believe is also a historical thematic record. Uh, uh, I don't know it that well. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the. I'm, oh my god, I'm looking at it on Wikipedia. Originally envisioned as a concept album about the construction of the Golden Gate Bridge. That's right. Wow. 
So I think Tomorrow Never Comes is like almost a sequel to that. Oh my god. Oh, I don't even know. (laughs) Prequel, I guess. Prequel. Huh. Doesn't make me want to listen to the record anymore than I do, which is not at all. Um, (laughs) Anyway. So, uh, you know, just log that away that that exists. Um, But yeah, so I mean, obviously, like the bluegrass thing will come out harder and harder in in rancid from here like this is a t- if the, it, you know it's kind of a footnote song in the larger rancid but in a lot of ways it is this sort of moment of like oh no we can do this like we're fully capable and i would say it's very clear kind of playing along of like oh like Lars is really just in the same way that he's really really built for you know because punk and rockabilly vocal stylings you know there's a reason psychobilly works right like right like he is as you know as much as he's built for punk he's very much built for rockabilly you know so like um i think there's a great like him going oh i can do this too you know what i mean like again in this sort of like the broadening that is life won't wait it's a really nice song and that there's a real confidence it seems like a confidence builder song in in certain ways right like it's just like Oh, they're very tight. They're very like um, kind of brash, and they're very like, oh, I the, this is this arrow's in our quiver now. You know what I mean? And so, um, or at least they think it is, and it never really. Well, <laughs> and they they got more excited about that than I did. You know, and I was like, oh, that's the, that's a cool rockabilly song. And I think I and, think and, it and, works and, in the context of this record, but I don't know that it ever really works well, like going straight rockabilly i i think yeah i I mean i think the 2000 thing was interesting right but that's what it begets right that's cool but like just the like the not the yeah because that the later stuff that's oh man just purely just again i think when they completely put on the the larping you know what i mean like when they just put on an outfit of something else i care less than when they do their version of something you know what i mean like when it's a spice versus a like, oh, we're just going to pretend to be this other band for a little while. For the most part, doesn't work for me, at least early in their career, early and mid in their career. It's like, I was going to say, how do you how do you say that? And then yeah. Troublemaker is a thing that we like. I was going to say. I was we're full of shit. That, That's like, the whole point of this. Yeah, I mean, I if, if you haven't figured that out about this podcast yet, then I don't, I don't know what you've been listening to. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I just have lower tolerance for rockabilly because it's such a LARP, I guess. You yeah, know no, I mean, I, mean, I it, think that's fair. Because so much of rockabilly is like, right, like there's like this, like the really, really roots rockabilly is almost all the way back to the 40s. And then the 50s is like, oh, let's make that a national sound. And that's already a LARP, right? Exactly. Like, you know, like, and then it's like most people's version of rockabilly is the 70s reviving the 50s, right. you know, like this, like. <laughs> american graffiti happy days thing you know Uh what i mean right and like that's most people's vision of rockabilly and then it's like the 90s did it and it's like the it's like the echo of the echo of the echo of the echo and most people are remembering the 70s which was a memory of the 50s and And it's like you know what are we doing here you know and it's like it's like you're putting on your pool skirt skirt dress and it's like does it even remember what any of this was and that was this subversive ever and you know like um, even by the time it got to national media in the 50s, that was this weird watered down thing compared to yeah. black and hillbilly artists. Right, I mean, and our, you it, know. If, yeah, it's like the further you get, the further, like the more it misses the point. 
And, yeah, it's I like, mean, <laughs> it's like it's like you know it's like Republicans playing Born in the USA at their all their rallies or like yeah yeah you know, it's the that's what it often feels like. And I do think it became more and more Americana versus probably what it was, which was like you know it's the same sort of thing of like. Hill, real hillbillies were these moonshiner rebels, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like not redneck, you know, pro-Americans, you know right. what I mean? Like it's kind of that same, it has a very similar vibe, right? right? Like of, of uh, outlaws turning into pro-America, you know, like, and so probably more directly than most times, because right. it's literally <laughs> the same thing. It's hillbilly rock, right? Like, um, and it also, I think it, it, I react badly to it because it's like, it is this like Tiger Ming, first record whatever i listened a lot but like because it was on hellcat and it was fine I never, but yeah, i never could do I, Army. it was like just because i was like oh this is like a listenable thing on hellcat sure. that's different but immediately what happened was because of that afi tiger army thing and i never oh i so deeply disliked afi um <laughs> I just couldn't. No, I'm, I I'm right there with you. I just so deeply can't. And um, because of that whole 90s Tim Burton goth thing and like all of that stuff that happened, uh, we had this horrible detour in right in the middle of like, you know, like Hellcat. We were talking about giving the boot a few episodes ago and it was like first given the boot contact, right. con- you know, had no rockabilly, right? And there was no psychabilly. You get second, third, fourth oh, one, God. and it's like fifty percent horror pops and necromantics and all this like stuff, and it's just like Tim had this. A he was making a lot of money off of it. I think it was by far the best selling stuff Probably. besides Rancid, yeah, because that stuff was just you know we were eating that shit up. I could push it. People were totally like it. it, it you know, it really appeals to a wide group of people it was very easy to sell in like that hot topic world and then yeah. that moment it was it was seen as this like punk rock alternative to new metal which is so funny because it still is awful and and missing the point is a lot of that stuff but it like it felt like this i don't know and everything that could be even slightly garage rock was having a moment in the early late 90s early 2000s and like People were just ready for it, and I just it it immediately added the the fourth pillar to you know Hellcat that I just was like, Ugh. you know I just couldn't. <laughs> it was not my favorite, you know, and I was like, ah, I kind of found the first Tiger Army endearingly kind of messy, but like this is getting a little annoying, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 it's such a bummer, you know, that it's like, and also none of them were just interesting. The thing that I didn't like was the heightening of the super psychability, like part of it, right? Like, like this song's fine because it's just like a really good punky um, rockabilly song. Like, but the psychobilly, the pompadour is getting taller and taller and taller, and the, all, the topic's getting thicker. Yeah, it was also fucking Tim corny. Burton. And like, yeah, it's like, and I can take very little doses, and I also understand that there's a whole other personality style that like really loves the cheese ball I mean, Tim Burton Halloween sort of thing. Yeah. That is not for me, but it's for other people. I feel like it's But that's all it is. Right. Well and I feel like it's for me anyway, is sort of adjacent to like the reasons I'm not into really I never really got into like no effects and like all hmm. that. Cause it just it felt Because there's it's all at arm's length. There's no honesty to yeah. it. Yeah. And like I don't There's no like earnestness to it yeah like there it just feels 
I don't know. It, it, yeah. And, and it's not that I need all my music to be all like serious all the time and all of these things. Um, and all earnest all the time. I, you know, I listen to fun stuff. You know, I fucking. Like, yeah, yeah. But I get what you're saying. Um, but th- this just, it felt too like tongue in cheek, wink, wink. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is maybe less like. It's not the same as the like no effects thing or whatever, but it, it's but in it's the same. In that it felt like a place to go, like drink at the show and like hit on other punk rock girls, not yeah. like, have a have an emotional moment with the band. You know what I mean? Like, like you're like looking for the toehold. I would say, like, even as somebody who has lots of problems with no effects, like I've had moments with no effects of like I think the reason they have the appeal is that they for the people who like no effects. They would say, no, the thing that's good about them over like the Penny, yeah, other bands in that world, I don't know about Pennywise, but other Fat Records bands is that they do have those moments, but like, of like, he'll cut through with a moment of whatever. Mm. So the, the their real fans like them for that reason. But I understand exactly what you're saying. Like, and I, that's exactly my feeling with the psychability because it's such like playing a video game more than it is yes. about, <laughs> it feels more like playing a video game and putting on a character than, than, um, again larping than it does feeling somebody else's true emotions you know what i mean it completely feels, agree feels like acting an acting exercise which is not a bad thing an acting exercise sure. is fine it's not too different than kiss right or wrestling right you know what i mean there's a reason these types of people kind of move together and, and like the same things like again not for me but not not gonna yuck somebody's sure. room, but like it's the reason I don't like it, right? Because I don't have a real thing to hold on to that is about the real person, you know what I mean? Yep. And so, and that's the problem with psychobilly is it's all facade. Uh, yes, I think that's. It's not even the music. It's like the music's whatever. Like I could learn to like good rockabilly. Sure, you know what I mean like that's fine and fun and like a lot of rants. It is sounds like good rockabilly. You know what I mean? But like. Why does it need to have that facade? And a lot of it has to do with like, I do think that there's more to, to really ba- paint in a broad brush. There's more fashion, there's more feminine energy, and there's more like putting on an outfit, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that was appealing to a broader, more female centric, you know, like I do think there was some of that too, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that there was like, Oh, we're gonna dress up and go to the show. You know, we're gonna put on our cool, like you know, kind of again more Tim Burtony hot topic right. sort of goth. That was appealing. Like, what is your outfit gonna look like? You know, how over the top? And like, I don't want to undercut that either because that's like one hundred percent. Yeah, and that reason to like something you for know sure. I mean? like, and, and and honestly, like thinking about that aspect of it, it's like I, there's there's maybe something about that that it does not it doesn't make me uncomfortable, but it feels so foreign to me that i want to explore that and think about why because i in in um i don't know in, in my head or in theory it's like i actually really like the idea of like getting dressed up and going to the show or going like you know like fully embracing that but i um for some reason i have a problem doing that so uh but I also i've been part of scenes that i mean what the fuck i'm gonna go to the drone show dressed up, like what the f- <laughs> like what do you you know i don't know maybe i'm jealous How khakis maybe, are your khakis yeah, right, you know, right. Like, yeah, maybe I'm, maybe i'm just <laughs> jealous you know that i never yeah i mean felt part of there's the also thing. a little bit of like fashion is is always fashion in every scene is such a two-way yeah, yeah, yeah. sword right like fashion can be the most 
inclusive thing and the most exclusive thing yeah. in, in it's like painfully violent in its sort of uh, meanness yes. and also uh, tons of expression and fun and also it feels like fashion 101 right like when it's you're you're following such a template right, right? like that's the street pro- the problem with street punk the problem with horror you know yeah this sort of horror candy lolly girl whatever it is right like it's like you're when you're following such a template it's like good good first start but like where do you go from there where to make it more interesting right like like it, it kind of if that's your entry into becoming more expression mm-hmm. have more expression like great but like if that's as far as you go it's probably like oh, you're really following this template you know but who am i to say i'm gonna wear my shitty gray t-shirt and my whatever <laughs> yeah. pants and and that's some again in the same way i like that noisers were all kind of almost like it was rare to see any legit text on anything right you know what i mean on any clothing there's a nice kind of a rejection of fashion but then there's also this sort of annoyance of like lack of expression too, right you know what i mean in the same yeah. way so yeah who, who am i to right. say uh do you have more to say on no, that I've... sorry no no, 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 to... no okay no. Uh, the only other thing i was gonna say is the themes of this is actually pretty interesting though i i, I can't completely put my like I, I don't completely know what it's trying to say. It's it's definitely talking about um you know, a very you know, it's a it's a quote unquote political song. It's a Lady Liberty and it's I do always love the Lady Liberty come down and bleed on me. Bleed I thought it was bleed for me. I believe it's bleed for me, isn't it? I thought it was bleed for me. Yeah, yeah. I think I grabbed shitty lyrics again for the well, 50th time I mean, there's a lot of shitty i don't lyrics know why so. <laughs> it, you had me believe that the streets are paved in gold that's it, that's a nice little and it's always presented as like this kind of what would you call that form that musical form where it's like kind of a start stop and then they kind of go into the song you know yeah it's a very rockabilly it's a very thing. rockabilly thing i don't know what the actual technical term is because i wonder know. if he had that and they're like oh we could do that as a rockabilly song i mean that wouldn't surprise me. That does kind of seem like, you know, I mean, I mean, that's how a lot of songs report. It's like, I have this one idea that's a really, this little riff. This one really, yeah, yeah. And now let's build around that. I mean, that's. Uh, and if Tim's like, hey, you could do that as a rockabilly song. We've been meaning to do yeah. one for a while and we've got more budget. Right. You know, now's so the time. Can, like, actually go record right. it, you know. Uh, uh, but yeah, like he's got this great little intro that that kind of does the, you know, uh-huh, like right. kind of like <laughs> it starts and stops between each line. And then it kind of does that pickup bass line to get into the song, you know. really you know kind of a it's an appealing hook right i i actually really do love that part of the song the rest of it's kind of got a throwbacky i feel like kind of um 80s cold war vibe to it yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of uh you know i mean contras the shouting and it's contras versus i mean it has Saint-Denis there's also does. to me a part of like oh america you know 
policing the world and actually fucking make you know oh you know, yeah because we have like afghanistan versus the kremlin right or yeah like yeah it's all these casualties of the cold war i mean like <laughs> yeah it's like all these places that we've meddled with because of the cold war all those proxy wars yeah and and how these you know it's kind of you know the punk rock the semi-aware punk rockers right you know their take uh, on it, yeah. one they, well it's their their one bugaboo is that they all know the sandinistas right yeah, like, <laughs> as a teenager the one thing you knew about sandinistas was the sandinistas and, and iran and the iran contra those are the, iran contra right. the whole thing you knew a little bit about it because like the clash made a whole record called right. Sandinista and and like rave Guards machine would talk about sandinistas and you know like all these things you know it was like one of the few that you're like i know about tibet i know about right. sandinistas right. you know like there's certain <laughs> things you kind of because of like media right exactly and like and i knew you know very simplistic kind of teams based you know i'm sure i probably would know more but like or i would agree if i knew more sure. but like there's probably you know there's a high chance i'd be like yeah pro sandinista but like there's also a little bit of like yeah i like sandinistas because somebody told me to like right. Sandini- this you know and fucking you know cia was backing the contras and they were the more um puppet government for conservative puppet government for that were anti-communist and and part of the cia plot and it's like okay sure. yeah that certainly sounds like something i don't yeah. like but like i don't know much past right that. you know what i mean like that's it's it's kind of that classic and i bet that's a majority of the people who know those words <laughs> who are like punk rock kids who are like yeah pro sandinista you know uh i'm sure God, don't go much farther than that too so I don't know. Yeah. It's a it's an interesting and like why did why did this song it also is about like the promise, like somehow wrapping that up with the promise of maybe there was some nugget he had. I feel like that's the only thing I could like wrap all this together of like okay, all that's true in the eighties, and then somebody maybe involved in this or or just the idea of all that, and then you come and find America in the late nineties and it's like Oh, this isn't some magical place. Right. This is just yeah. the place. Everything's shitty. You know what I mean? Like here too. Like like, why were they fighting so hard for this thing to like destabilize all these other countries? If like they're uh, the, they their backyard is they don't fucked. have anything themselves. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a yeah. Fire and everybody's yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's on fire and nothing's paved. Which and, is yeah. I like the I like the twist of like the streets are paved in gold. They're not even paved. You know. Right. Um. Like that's a good that's a good line and that's a good idea and so as far as this sort of as far as a political song that has lards on it this is a pretty direct um for rancid yeah. this is a pretty direct song you know like we we always talk about how they tend to operate on a higher more yeah yeah, yeah. they either go more uh, metaphorical or they go more more personal right they tend to not sit in the middle around like right like talk about specific topics or anything like that but this one does feel more yeah just directly chatting about the topic yeah i i do find this song to be very i like that song structure i like that stop start at the beginning of each um verse that's kind of like a pre-chorus or something and um i think brett is wonderful obviously matt's kind of in rare form he have to do his little walking bass thing and you know you're like yeah you were kind of built for this um i do think it <laughs> it sort of belies a future that maybe it wasn't yeah the best right yeah. <laughs> i do wonder like what people think of this like where you sort of place it in the 
hierarchy or the pantheon of life won't wait like because like for yeah, me like it's cause... like bottom half like it's not like i like it it's fine like it's just not one of my favorites i don't know it's yeah i'm so I'm, just, I'm just curious where other people like i people maybe fucking love it i don't know i don't know yeah i don't feel like it's a song i, I hear exactly about. I feel like i saw it on one of the maybe i'm crazy but i feel like i saw it on a um set list really? from the euro tour i swear to god i thought i think i saw it and i was like really lady liberty wow um that would be wild yeah and i think it's because brandon plays the bluegrass songs huh? like he, yeah he likes to play the bluegrass songs so um uh, i don't know that i don't know uh, yeah i don't know i'm, I'm like the i, I could look but i don't want to look I don't know, there's a bunch of them but the other thing is um for me it's less about this song and more like there's these chunks of songs that kind of go by real fast mm-hmm. and i know i say this about all rancid albums but like that sort of run that includes state house and and 1998 like it fits really well in that and it's part of the texture of those like it it's like i don't think the that chunk would work as well without it and i think when you pull it out and you look at it you're like oh this is a fun little song but what is it but it's like again i think it's one of those songs that gets that gets saved as as many songs do in rancid's discography it's saved by the sequencing you know yeah yeah, yeah yeah no that makes sense that makes a lot of sense so huh? all right so what are we talking about next time okay so we've we've kind of danced around this and mentioned it a little bit this, um, in recent episodes, previous episodes, I don't know. I think it's. I think we need to have a real sort of come to Jesus talk about and out come the wolves. Oh, and we're gonna do that through the sort of in my mind like anthem of all rancid anthems, avenues and alleyways. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> as always, everybody, thanks for listening. You can leave us a voicemail. Um, you can holler at us on Twitter, Instagram, at RancidPod. Send us an email. Join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash the 11th Hour Podcast. I don't know, man. Go look at our link tree. It's all in our links. Yeah, just yeah, go to our links. You, everything, everything you need to yell at us is there, or to support <laughs> us if you know you'd rather support us than yell at us. Or you can do both. Like, because if you you can do both, you can yell at us better. If exactly. You support us. I I am much more likely to listen to, or something. One hundred percent. So, yeah. um, but until <laughs> until that time comes. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how the song goes right now. <laughs> That's how like deep in the weeds I am in other things. Oh my god. Perfect. You got it? Nailed, got it? nailed it. It's like you don't need to even listen to the song. Yeah.
That's the episode, guys. Thank you. Hi, Costa Living. That's the only thing I can ever think about when I hear this song. <laughs>